Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone welcoming you to the screen porch. Quite a difference from last week's wintry temperatures. I think the cold spell is finally waning and there are more daffodils showing their sunny faces. So what a happy time, new beginnings of spring. Thanks to those of you who reached out after last week's chat about sure-footed spring gardening tips. A few of you asked about the plants to use in the nooks and crannies of walkways and patios, a subject I love to talk about. Even the words nooks and crannies sound so adorable, don't you think? (laughs) But it's a topic Kurt and I playfully banter about. He, like his brothers, would probably prefer, you know, clean joints on the stone patio. But what's tidier than an assortment of colors and textures of living things, rather than plain old sand? I thought you'd agree with me, fellow lovers of all things green. (laughs) I'll admit it does take a little bit of management when you first start filling in your nooks and crannies, but there's something very therapeutic about it that we're going to chat about, and I'm going to be very interested to hear if you agree. I hope I've piqued your interest. And it leads to a story titled, Favorite Plants Between Stepping Stones or Amid Patios. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Last week's chat about cleaning stone walks and patios without harming plants brings the question of my favorite plants to use between stepping stones or amid patios. I'll be sharing several of my faves, and I may forego the botanical names on some of them. It really depends, but um, check out the show notes for a link to the story with all the details, including links to the plants. Many faves found their way on their own, like ladies' mantle, given by a dear friend long ago. The ladies jumped from the side of the patio, rooting themselves amongst it, growing as little miniatures of their mom due to the limited root space. I adore how morning dew and raindrops gather like droplets of diamonds on their fan-shaped leaves with tiny teeth at the tips. A side note here, when you look closely, you'll notice that Lady Mantle's leaves have tiny, soft little hairs that resist water. It's called a lotus effect. Like lotus leaves, Lady's Mantle doesn't absorb wetness easily and holds droplets of water that clean the dirt from the leaves. Wings of insects such as butterflies and dragonflies sport the lotus effect too. The perfect spherical droplets left after rain or a morning dew are eye-catching and oh so charming in the garden. I wrote a story about the lotus effect that you can visit on the Garden Dilemmas website. And as you would guess, there's a glorious photo of the ladies' mantle all decorated in diamonds, if you wish to go back to that. The coral bells, which is hookara, self-seeded too amongst the moss and sedums. Coral bells have many, many varieties, and enthusiasts collect them much like hosta lovers, though deer don't love hookara as much as hosta. Still, they nibble from time to time. Mine is the go-to maroon-leafed one, Palace Purple, that dangles tiny pink sprays of flowers that even when they're dry, they're still very lovely. And the seeds self-seed. How cool is that? Then there's the native common blue violet, which is Viola sororia, also known as woolly blue violet or wood violet. 
decorates lawns in early spring with heart-shaped leaves and sweet-smelling purple flowers that pollinators crave. And really, it's one of the earlier things to bloom, and so it's really important for pollinators. I adore how they've made their way amongst the patio and adorn the surrounding boulder wall. Some say common blue violet can be invasive, but how can something so beautiful and edible, both the flowers and leaves are high in vitamin A and C, be considered invasive? Instead, view them as ambitious. Nothing wrong with that. So as you can see, kind readers, my nooks and crannies are filled with goodies that came hands-free, my favorite kind of gardening. And I'll bet if you plant ladies' mantle and coral bell next to your patio or path, and of course keep the blue violets to decorate your lawn, you'll have volunteers fill your patio as well. Easy peasy. But a few things were planted intentionally, such as creeping thyme that smells wonderful as you step upon it. I planted the classic woolly thyme, thyme as precox, that can handle the hotter full sun areas leading to the garden bench. And I adore elfin thyme, thyme as serphylum, which forms a mat of gray-green foliage with light pink flowers covering the vegetation in summer. David of Wellsweep Herb Farm in Port Murray, New Jersey. It's a wonderful place, by the way. They sell retail and wholesale. Advise that creeping thyme attracts bees and therefore is not ideal for barefooted traffic, which I hadn't considered. But since then, I discovered pink chintz thyme, which blooms earlier when folks aren't likely to be barefoot. Or there's mazis, mazis reptin, a sturdy creeper covered with tiny purple or white flowers in early spring. How about low-growing stonecrop, also known as sedum? As the name suggests, red carpet, sedum superium, has reddish succulent leaves. Though it doesn't flower, the foliage is beautiful all season long. And there's John Creech, with scalloped green leaves and light pink flowers that also form a weed-suppressing carpet. So again, I hope all of these names aren't confusing you, and you can just go into the show notes and click on the link, with photos and such, of course. Other beautiful choices are dwarf bugleweed, a juga chocolate chip, with mottled chocolate foliage that likes full sun or shade, or silver beauty, a juga reptans, with creamy edge variegated leaves that grow into a tight mat. That's an easy one to manage, by the way, if you're going to be mowing over your stepping stones, for instance, to keep them neater than I would tend to do, because you can literally, you know, do a high mow over the stepping stones and these bugleweed will just bounce right back and fill right in. Let's not forget Irish moss, Sagina subulata, with its lush carpet of green fuzz for the shadier spots. You know how much I love fuzzy. There's enchanting bronze Dutch clover as well, Trifolium repens autoproprium, looking like tiny shamrocks with maroon leaves edged in green. It's so adorable. There are so many goodies to choose from, but a word about the management expectation. There will be weeding to tend to until the good stuff takes over, but there's something therapeutic about weeding undesirables, just as in the garden of life. Garden dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Maybe it seems odd to you, but I enjoy sitting on one of those pads meant to kneel on, you know, when you garden and weed. I sit on mine and pull the undesirables between the nooks and crannies. I listen to the sounds of nature or tune into a garden or nature podcast such as this one. Yes, I listen to my own podcast. Smile. (laughs) 
overall the goodies in my patio have squelched out the weeds so I only have to do it a few times a season but I really enjoy the therapy especially when the crabgrass is taking root which is an annual grass I'm not sure you're aware of that so you want to get rid of those so they don't seed more I don't know I find great pleasure in filling up my little bucket Okay, maybe it's just me, but email me if you agree at askmarystone at gmail.com. It occurs to me that you have to make sure your patio or walkway is equipped to accept your goodies, and that means it needs to be dry laid. You need to fill the joints with a sandy soil mix so that you can put your little goodies in the joints or let Mother Nature do it for you. There's also a way to put stepping stones right in the lawn if you're so inclined, and you can literally put the stone down and cut around it as if it was a cookie cutter. And then you can, again, put the sandy soil mix around them and fill in your plants. So thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have too. And if so, please share with your friends so more can join us and learn and grow in this garden of life. And if you would like to learn about when to plant, we talked about that in episode 26, which includes the topic of planting following nature, which you may wish to jump back to. And I would love to hear about plants that you fill in your nooks and crannies. I just love the sound of nooks and crannies. It sounds so cute. (laughs) Thanks again, and have a great day. Until next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.